0: Welcome to Take 5, a podcast on life, love, and parenting. I'm your host, Brandi Samples. Today, I'm going to be talking about the comparisons between my first and second pregnancies. So, the first thing is I'm 38. Um, I have a six-month-old. I also have an eight-year-old. So, there's a huge gap. Obviously, uh, in between having my first child and having my second child, that is because I wasn't planning on having any more kids. And then I got remarried. And um, my now husband, we, he has two um, children as well, a 20 year old and an 18 year old now. And we have, were both on the I'm not going to have any more children train. Uh, we didn't want any more children. But then as our marriage went on you know we talked and we decided it would be great to have a child that we share in common so we planned and we had a baby Torin, uh who is now six months so but the whole time i was pregnant with Torin, you know i noticed that there were differences in how i felt with carrying Torin and how i felt carrying asher my eight-year-old boy uh i knew it was different i just thought well i'm just older you know i'm eight years older and pregnancy is tough anyways but after I had torn I started to think back um, on the pregnancy I really noticed a difference Uh, the first being um, I was tired during my first pregnancy you know unbelievably tired I barely keep my eyes open but I wasn't as tired in my second pregnancy but I was achy like my second pregnancy hurt you know like every stretch I could feel every bone I mean it was just unbelievably painful I don't know if I'm the only one out there uh, probably not but I just I could feel every single day and month of the pregnancy that I had the second time um and it also could just be that I knew what to look for right because when we're pregnant for the first time we don't know what to expect. We read all the books, what to expect, when you're expecting, and we Google every internet search, and we watch every YouTube video, but it doesn't do the actual pregnancy justice. Like, no one can physically tell you what it's like to be pregnant, right? That's why we can never really explain it to our husbands and boyfriends and baby daddies. You know, we can't explain it to them because it's hard to understand if you've never gone through that i remember um my best friend you know i used to when she was pregnant and i used to always tell her when i watch her with her kids oh when i'm when i have children i'm not doing this i'm not doing my child will do this and you know and she would just kind of laugh at me and you know she's sweet so she would just kind of laugh at me and then but inside i knew she was probably like girl hush you want to know what it's like to have a baby and just wait until you have a baby and she was right so I was completely wrong about everything I ever told her about how to raise a child, and I actually had to apologize to her. <laughs> so, sorry, again, I'm sorry. So, but you know, it's difficult. Like I said, you can't really explain it, but at the same time, you know, you even to another pregnant person, you know, you both are going through the same thing, and yet your experiences could be 100% different, right? So, and it was the same way with my first child to my second child. Even though eight years had passed, it honestly, it felt like, I guess maybe because it was so, so many years, um, it felt like a first time pregnancy all over again. I had forgotten a lot of the things, um, and then some of the things were just completely different. Like I said, I wasn't tired the second time. I was just hurting all the time. I couldn't breathe the second time. I was bigger, which, you know, they scientists say that you do get bigger your second time. Um, so I, I couldn't breathe. I could hardly walk. Everything was painful. I mean, ligaments hurt, joints hurt, my back Oh, my God. I mean, you know, my back was killing me. Um, and then another thing that I noticed, too, with my second child is being so close to 40, when I became pregnant, all the negative online comments about women choosing to have babies later on in life for whatever reason, you know. um, There's lots of reasons why people don't have children right away, you know, it's it's whatever you wanna do, right? So, um, but I was shocked, a lot of the articles were like, when you Google or look up on YouTube or Pinterest, um, you know, what it's like to be 35 and older, a second time mom. The first thing that comes up always is, the risk, right, so the risk of having a baby after 35, it's never like, you know, you can do it, or way to go, it's always like, oh my gosh, your baby could have this, your baby could, you know, so scaring you as you're already pregnant, or thinking about becoming pregnant, so it's quite frightening, there are some articles that are positive, but the majority of them are going to be, like, at risk, or this is going to happen, you know, which, so, I don't understand why that is a thing, and I plan on doing a podcast to, um, to discuss it later on, so I don't want to get too in-depth here on this one, but, yeah, I just found it, found it really strange that, um, all the articles for over 35, you know, and pregnant for either the first or second time are always, like, doom and gloom, I don't know what that's all about, um, the second, the next thing I noticed, is that um, when I was breastfeeding with my first child, um, no one told me, and I would have no way of knowing obviously, how lonely and isolating it is to, to breastfeed. You know, um, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know that it how lonely it was to be up at three o'clock in the morning by yourself isolated um you know and and it really it it made me sad a lot of the times I'm not gonna lie um I, I wasn't expecting it I wasn't expecting that overall overwhelming sense of loneliness however my second time around I felt completely different I wasn't sad I was like ecstatic almost I was like oh my god it's three o'clock in the morning there's nobody up but me this is fantastic I'm not cooking I'm not cleaning I'm not telling anybody to stop doing that right now you know I'm, I mean it was I was elated I, I should say that I was alone you know even my son's sleep and I'm you know I'm breastfeeding and he's sleep, you know so it's like it was great and um so I don't know if that's just the difference between a first being you know a first time pregnancy and a second time pregnancy but i do really wish that you know my first time around that someone would have warned me hey it's okay to be sad you know it's okay that you're isolated that you or you feel even if you're not isolated i shouldn't say that you kind of feel that way and you know because you're out to eat at a restaurant and everybody's you know with, red lobster eating shrimp and you're in the bathroom by yourself breastfeeding you know so it it does kind of make you feel a little bit isolated you know even if you know dad's there um he can't really help you you know and so you do still feel alone and and that's okay and i think a lot of women's sadness and depression sometimes may come from the fact that they feel like they're alone and it really helps you know talking about it um but just knowing on the inside that look, it's not you. It's nothing that you're doing. This is just a part of it. And I wish that there were more articles out there on this topic because there. I didn't know to expect this. You know, I knew everybody said, "Oh, you be ready to be tired all night." You know, be ready to be exhausted. Maybe up all night crying, but nobody sits down and ever tells you prepare to be sad. You know get ready for this one day you're gonna be taking a shower and you are just gonna cry uncontrollably for no reason and you don't even know why so um, nobody tells you that so I'm telling you now that's that's gonna happen get ready for that Um, and it's okay it's okay if that happens it's perfectly fine perfectly normal you're still killing it as a mom you're doing a great job you know your baby's alive he's doing great keep it up Um, What else? So another thing that I noticed is that I bought less stuff the second time around, right? So the first time around I was like, I need all of this. Like I need everything on the internet. I need everything at Babies R Us and Bye Bye Baby. Like I have to have it. He needs it. He will die without it, right? Um, so I had warmers and sweaters and toys I mean just a ridiculous amount of stuff um that I never used and the second time around I'm like I just don't want all that crap in my house you know I'm breastfeeding I don't need 25 bottles I bought three bottles that's that's fine that's enough you know there's not very many chances where other people will feed him so it's three bottles is enough same with socks and clothes I mean the first time around I had three baby showers and don't get me wrong um, I loved it and I'm so blessed by it I had so many diapers I didn't buy Asher diapers until he was almost two years old so I feel extremely blessed by having those those baby showers but this time with Torin I just had one baby shower small intimate close friends and family and I still got what I needed. I got the basics and I'm happy with that, you know, and I don't have all this clutter in my house. I'm not stepping over stuff that I'm never going to use because I had such a huge gap in between my children. I didn't think I was going to have any more children. So I gave away everything of my sons that wasn't sentimental. Right. So I started literally from zero. So I needed everything. But this time I knew better. I knew not to fall into that first-time mom trap of it's cute, so I need it, even though it's not very practical, even though it's not comfortable, you know, or usable for the baby or myself, and we all know how expensive baby stuff is, and that money could be better applied elsewhere, right? So, um, I did not learn that. The second, another thing that I learned was to ask for help, and not just ask for it, but take it. Right, because the first time I didn't ask for help. I didn't even really know I needed help. The first time, if that makes sense, you know, my mom would try to do things for me, and I'd be like, No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, I can. I don't need. I can help Have them in here with me while I shower, you know, in the little seat or whatever. And it's unnecessary. I, I for some reason I felt like I needed to be super mom. Like I needed to prove to myself and to other people that this is um but I'm maternal that I can do it I don't need help and that was just silly right so this time my mom's like you need me to take Torn I'm like heck yeah you know can you watch Torn for an hour or 30 minutes while I go to Target or you know get my nails done or just sit in my room and watch TV without someone trying to take the remote control from me and chew on it you know I'm like if you have that if you have people in your life that you trust with your children and who are willing to give you a break, take it like that. If you get nothing else from this episode of the podcast is that take the help because you need your sanity and that's how you get it.
1: <laughs> you know, And
0: another thing is, you know, letting your husbands or uh, your wives or your friends and family, you know, let them be a bigger part in the life of the baby and the the children the toddlers the children just let them step up let them be able to take the reins because you need that help you know you really need the help and we'll talk about that at a later podcast date um but if i feel like to me like if i got nothing else from listening to this podcast even saying it out loud i'm like yeah take the help um because you need it you need a break. And sometimes as parents, we feel like we just want to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And then I'm like, why? (laughs) You know, why am I doing this? It's silly, right? So if you're able to get a break, take it. You deserve it and you need it. So that's where I'm going to leave it for now. Um, So with that, I am off. And oh, and I just want to say um check us check me out on twitter at take five family and i'm probably going to be doing some live shows soon um i'm gonna have some guests on and we'll go over different topics you know we'll, i want to keep it upbeat but we'll definitely talk a lot about family and marriage and relationships um talk about faith and how that looks to you because you know these situations look different to everybody and i'm curious to know how it looks to you how it looks to your family so um, keep in contact with me, email me, send me uh, hits on the podcast and any suggestions for topics that you have. I would love to cover them. I would love to know what you think and where your head's at. So um, again, on Twitter at Take 5 Family, and I'll be posting some conversations up there and hope you guys get into them and I will talk to you soon. Bye.